Welcome to X-Rated. <laughs> this is a uh, movie podcast by two guys who used to date. No, they don't. Now we talk about movies. Uh, we have some very special guests here today. Very special. From the Conversation Pieces podcast, we have Kevin Clark and Travis Vogt. Hello. This is us. Hi. This is, that was Travis. This is Travis's this is voice. That's Kevin's voice. He doesn't speak for both of us yet. <laughs> as well as from Toxic Shock, Bettina McKelvey and Emily Shahan. Yeah, Toxic Hello. Shock. Toxic Hello. Shock. We are clearly the winners right now. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have everyone here. Uh, so I follow all of you on Letterbox except for Ryan, which isn't a slight against Ryan. He just doesn't have a Letterbox account. Oh, oh okay, okay. But oh, shit, that's how we know each other then. I, because you're Miss Stack Attack, yes! right? Yeah. That's so uh, intense. Sorry, and I've been following you for together. years, actually. Years. And it wasn't until I saw you at Toxic Shock that I was like. Where does she kind of look familiar? I know her from. taste in films. Yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. You can see my taste in films coming through and tell that it was Miss Stack Attack on yeah. the oh, While you were this. watching the show. Yeah. I love this. I have actually asked you about this. I've been like, wait, I think that you were on X-Rated. Is that, there's someone that I follow on Letterboxd on there? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you haven't just been watching what she's watching through your window? From across the street. <laughs> We it just discovered crazy. that Emily lives across the street. Emily's from across the street. I see her hummingbird feeder right now. <laughs> I can't see your TV though because it's faced this way. So, so yeah, I follow all of you on Letterbox, and I've noticed that only one of you, at least <clears throat> as of checking it this morning, had actually seen uh, Midnight Madness, the movie we're watching today. Kevin gave it a robust one and a half stars. <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw that, and I was like, "Shots fired!" Like, <laughs> she literally said that I, earlier. I so. I didn't write any review of it, though, because yeah. I couldn't think of anything at all to say about it, really. Oh, I know. I, I didn't know we were going to be doing this, so I didn't want to, you know, like, waste no, it on my letterbox no. review. But yeah. one and a half stars really says a lot. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we'll get into this later, but, like, so I've seen this movie twice. First time was at my apartment, and I was like, oh, holy cow, what a, what a fun, buoyant love letter to Los Angeles. Ho, ho, ho. And, um, and then I watched it in Los Angeles at a hotel, and I was, like, really feeling it. And I was, like, looking out my hotel window at the Hollywood sign. I, I was not dis- disabused of anything. And then this time, it's the first time I watched it with a person that I, whose opinion I, I value, Emily's. And um, you got, you, I'm... I'm sorry that I have ever, if I've ever like told people this movie's good. Like you did. Okay, that's true. I have like a lot of like caveats for wh- why I enjoy this movie. It's very personal, but yeah, there's things I like about it. We'll I, get into it, but yeah. I have I have to say this was my choice, and I yes. have um, some reasons why I chose oh, it. This is what I was asking Matina. <laughs> tell, 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 tell. Yes, Leon. I mean Ryan. Can you explain why you brought the five of us here today? Yeah, do it. Leon. <laughs> Leon. <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it was. This is a movie I saw as a very young child on TV. Okay. And uh, I remember thinking, this is the coolest movie ever. I can't wait to be an adult. Um, and then, how, do you remember how old you were? I think it was like six or seven. Pretty okay. young. And like the color coding somehow really worked and the miniature oh, golf and things I like that. It. I was I, like, I'm all into it. Yeah, there's six or seven. And, and then six or seven, I read... An essay by Mr. David Rakoff. Oh! He does a real life Midnight Madness uh, event in New York, uh-huh. and he's—I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a real—he's a real like yes! sad. Oh, shit. Okay. Why didn't I know about that? I, 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 okay. Our corner knows him. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't go know. Ahead. I don't know who he is. He's, he's kind More of a killjoy writer. He's like—he's very sarcastic. He's like David Sedaris, but darker. Yes. I would wow. say. Oh, but um, he, he, ta- he talks about how. 
doing this thing makes him realize that he's kind of anti-fun. And he, he ends it with, uh, what does he say? He says, I suck the fun out of a room, or perhaps I'm just a different kind of fun. The kind of fun that leaves one bereft of hope. The kind of fun that ends in tears. And that's kind of how I feel about the movie on this watch. <laughs> It's uh, especially knowing that I was going to have to talk about it with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm so curious to hear your thoughts as a, like, as a young kid and, and being into it. Yeah, I mean, well, it was it just seemed really exciting because I, I, I jumped in halfway through probably somewhere in the like uh, mini golf zone. And that's yeah. when the movie starts to get kind of exciting. About an hour and 15 minutes in, I'd say. Uh-huh. And Before then, it stops getting exciting. Again, yeah. When there's only two there's hours left low. to go in the movie. The first yeah. thing I checked when I put it in, I was like, let's see how this would be an hour 20. And I no. look at the time, I'm like, it's almost two hours long. It no. is one hour and 52 minutes. It's Can you much guys even fucking long. believe that? I, That's I, way I longer it. than it needs to be. I pushed play on this movie last night like I was like a coal miner going into the mine for a 16-hour <laughs> shift. Like I was like, oh, God, just soldier through this. It has to be done. Thank you all for, for coming out on the other side because it, uh, <laughs> it was a journey I didn't. I realized about 10 minutes in that it was... A mistake. I a big, huge mistake. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. Oh, I mean, it's like, certainly worth no, watching. There are parts of it that are good and redeemable. I, uh, uh, yeah. I think I, 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 I had two genuine laughs this time through. Yeah. Wow. So. I don't know if there are parts of it that are good and redeemable, but I'm just curious <laughs> as to when a kid watches it and how they were impacted by it. I was curious about that, too, because the movie's so long. It's so hard. How does, does a keep kid deal with that? Span? Exactly. I think a kid goes off and plays and then comes back <laughs> and like, finishes it off. Yeah. I used to watch like the Star Wars trilogy like every weekend when I was like yep. eight and nine. But I mean, it was mostly because I would just play with the action figures yeah. when they were talking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, totally. I, I mean, I will say I, I like. So you brought out your Midnight Madness action figures. <laughs> yeah. Here's Leon. Here's uh, the guy that sounds like Piglet. Oh, and uh, Leon. Like I'm sorry, but like. Uh, oh, Flail. Leon. Oh. What's that guy's Wait, name? is that Dave not? Frick. No. Oh, Frick. Okay. Wait, who the Flinch? Oh, Flinch. It's Flinch. He actually became my most Fitch. liked character. By who is not Bob Zaget. And I don't, yeah, Wait, not played by Bob Zaget. The guy who Lick. was going to go out on a date. He was in with the, the yellow yeah. With the really gross yeah. girl in his first like, you're coming oh, with oh. us. My mother sort of fixed me up. Terrific. Hey, super, Flinch, but uh, we got to get going. I just stopped by to see if you had any ideas of where we might be able to go. Yeah, you're coming with us. Come on. But... <laughs> But what about my day? Believe me, Flinch. You'll thank us in the morning. Yeah. Oh, she's so gross. She's got oh, glasses God. on. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus like, Christ, movie. I had, to, yeah. I had to rewind that and watch it a couple times because I was like, wait. What? And they're like, you're coming with us. Fortunately, she's wearing a ponytail shit. with glasses. What? Can you God, believe what? it? Fortunately, the, the one and only mean-spirited like? part God, in the, the whole movie. The rest of her night is that she didn't have to date that jerk. And <laughs> she went on and had a fine time. It was, it was yeah. perfectly fine. Don't worry about her. Yeah. She did a Adore she's all that and was beautiful after yeah, all. Exactly. <laughs> took I off mean, her glasses. Took and, uh, off the pigtails. Let her hair down. It's the greater Midnight Madness universe that we're talking about. Fan fiction. The novella. Well, there's a comic. There's a comic book spin-off. Comic series. book spin-off. Yeah. Which can we talk about too? This is something that was very prevalent to me. But like the 1980s that are trying to be 1950s, and like yes. nerds are nerds with big thick glasses and like pushing them oh, up on the yeah. nose, and then yeah. there's Letterman jackets, and it's Oof. just like, what is that and world? These people are, Where did that come from? Yeah, well, it's Eddie fucking Deason, who I hate. yes, and I know I a lot of people. Who, I, I don't know. Fun. I know. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew. <laughs> 
I knew I was gonna say it, and, and Bettina would win. I didn't like him either. I don't like him in it's anything. It's a trick pony. Oh, no, I, no, no, it's it's okay. I you know I totally acknowledge. No, no, I You're acknowledge and honor your guys' feelings about you in, but I'm, but yeah, can you uh, clarify for our listenership who are you talking about? Yeah. I'm talking about Adizen from who played who's like a, 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 a like man who's like always like 43 years old who always plays one of like mid-century nerds like in Greece. If anyone has seen fucking Greece, oh and yes, the nerd, yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. Eddie yeah, Deason. he's yes. a, yeah, uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, the Jerry Lewis guy. Poorman's Jerry yeah, Lewis. A, a Poorman's Jerry Lewis. <laughs> okay, he okay. he's like the nerd in movies, and he has worked with Spielberg. I'll have you know. Oh, so yeah, he's, he's like he's, he's in no 1941. He's in 1941. Oh, oh wow, he's, do, he's doing a ventriloquist <laughs> thing in that too, right? Oh my god, yes, of course yeah. he is. <laughs> so we're not exactly talking about a lightweight here, guys. Yeah. I looked him up. He did a lot of voice acting work after, I can uh, see that. you know, mm-hmm. he had, uh, you know, he tired out of cinema. Yeah. Felt that it was below him. I just, I like people that have a lot of energy and that have a lot of conviction in these okay. dumb fucking roles that they play. This is a good segue into um, Stephen First in this movie. Oh. I was a big fan of him. I oh. love Stephen First in this movie. And Remind me again who he is. He, uh, he's like, he's like the, the main bad boy. Harold. Oh, Harold. Okay. Harold. Blue sweatshirt. Harold. Blue sweatshirt. Yeah, they're the blue sweatshirt. Honestly, one of my favorite bad guys in any movie. I think he is so good. I know. (laughs) In any movie? And he is is the same actor that played... I don't know. I'm being hyperbolic, but that's how I feel right now. Hey, Bettina, am I wrong? He's the actor that played Flounder in Animal House, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just to clarify. Because I... Yeah, Stephen First. And he's I in Animal knew, House and Midnight I Madness, knew, and then he died. Gonna, I, I knew I was probably going to have to go to bat for him. All by myself. All by myself. He was, um, I told her, though, that he was giving me Francis from Pee Wee Herman's vibes. Yes. Oh, and I think yeah. Francis yeah, might, similar be, character. might be kind of emulating him. It's a yeah. similar, similar Just, type of I mean, bad guy. By the way, Paul Rubens, Paul Rubens is in this movie. movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. right. It is circled in my notes. And I got really excited. Paul Rubens, which I like to call him Pee Wee Herman, is one of the most attractive men in Hollywood. And um, when I see him in a spot, and when he's outside of his suit, he's in a cowboy suit. Like we need got, we gotta pause. Like it's time to, it's time to pause. He's just, he's in a cowboy Oof. suit, just looking like he doesn't want to be there. Just looking like a, like, what does he even oh, look like? A doll? He doesn't want to be there. No, no, he's just, no, he's, because he's playing his character that he's looks so like he doesn't want to be at work. Because he's, so he's so good. He's just got that deadpan look like, like he's already tired. I scared you, didn't I? We saw him for a split second, and I was like, Patina, I think we need to rewind. I think that might have been Paul Rumitz. And, and then, then I fucked yeah. it up, but then we found out. It and then Paul we found Rubens. out it was him, and then he had more of a scene. And now that we're segueing to Handsome Men, I'm sorry, Travis. David Naughton. Who is probably the best part of that movie? Which which one is David Naughton? The hot guy who's the lead. The, the main the, the main the, guy. American the, Werewolf the in male, London. He's the male. He's oh, the leading yeah. man. The guy whose brother the needed his uh, his approval so much he was really turning like to truancy. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, and he's who, like he's who like needs the good their brother's guy. approval that much. Where he's like, that's it. I'm dropping out of high school because my brother didn't say he loves me. This is a very strange thing. And you know what? I'm just gonna say, therein comes the extraneous half fucking hour of this movie. Seriously. Is Michael J. Fox. Yeah. And um oh. like I um you know, like no shade to Michael J. Fox. He 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 has a gift, he has something he's brought to the world. All that being said, I do not think that this shit with like David Naughton in his, no. his uh, uh, Michael J. Fox against a kid brother at a bus stop, it just it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 
he says he says he says you're my responsibility and if i didn't wasn't doing something i'd take you home but he just takes him along for the ride yeah. to the paps blue ribbon yeah. <laughs> yeah where angelic music starts to play when they get to the the paps blue that was What's so the, strange what did you say he had one of my favorite lines though michael j fox did he's like this game is stupid who cares about it anyway I mean, as bad as as much as his character adds like an extra half hour to the movie, he's the audience surrogate because yeah. he because yeah. he shows up halfway through the thing and you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? And you're like, what the fuck is he doing here? And then you, yeah, confirmed that's me. We're stupid. in this movie now. This game is stupid. No, one of my favorite things about the movie is the introduction of his character because it looks for the first minute like he's not going to talk yeah. because the la- because the lady is going like, what are you doing here, Michael J. Fox? And he like shakes his head and she's like, well, you gotta go back to school and he like looks disgusted and then he's, he's like come with me and then he like walks and you're like oh my god is he not gonna talk he in the whole movie yeah like his character Michael doesn't <laughs> it's really weird first yeah. roll no lines yeah, yeah no. Oh, especially man. since it's the most famous person in the movie too like, yeah yeah he's not no I, yeah, on the dvd even... box he's like front and center oh, sure. of it was he famous at this point no Michael no Fox? yeah no this was one. It had to have been one of his first roles. He's just, this might was, have been. This might have been. Oh, was it? Was it was his first role. It was his first role. I don't give a shit about him. Yeah. Fuck. I feel like we hijacked like five times. Yeah. What's um, the, what's the move? Clearly, what's, uh, we have opinions about this. Movie. This, this was. This is the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Do people? Are we just? You're just gonna expect people at home to look up the fucking plot of the movie, right? Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. no, are we just, are we the plot? We'll do it real fast. Okay. Okay. So basically, there's a there's this game master named Leon, and he invites five people from the local college to enjoy his master game, which is not called Midnight Madness for some reason. It's yeah. called The Great All-Nighter. Yeah. And at first, no one wants to do it, but then he's, Leon's such a, you know, genius that everything works out so that they all want to participate with their groups. And it's basically, you know, it's a mad, 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 mad world, but with college students, and they have to go from one clue to the next place, and then they get a clue there, and then it takes them to another and it's just wacky, zany adventures for two hours. Yeah. Now, for the for the listener, can you lay out what are the stakes? They're so low. That, I don't so know. There is what zero do they win? stakes. They don't win anything. There is no prize. It was in, one of my problems. In the mad, 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 mad world, they, no prize. they yes, all want money. money. It's about greed, it, and it's Kevin. about something. And this one, they're like doing it because... They get to say they're the best or something? Or I the, don't know. Yeah. I watched they the whole thing. Personal, I think they all had personal vendettas. I actually asked but, Tina at one point. Yeah. I was like, how did the Game Master get them into... Because he mentions like a blackmail kind of situation in, in the beginning. Believe me, by Friday night, every one of them will be dying to play. You're and right. then they all get back on. And I was like... But Tina, did I miss something? And she's like, I think they all have like their own personal battles. Like the Francis guy is because like his dad or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they all have personal battles that they're like, I have to be the best at this game. <clears throat> his dad makes him do but it. But his dad actually made which him is do it. Which very strange. So you'll do this because you don't do anything. What? Make <laughs> him get a job. The, yeah. the winner of the game map. The game master. I, I took the I took the note too. Like halfway through, I was like, wait a minute, what are they competing for again? So yeah, it looks like win. at the very end, it looks like they just won like a buffet. It's a there's a plaque yes, too. They, they all get there. Yeah. They all get the We're buffet. Yeah. And there's a plaque. You're right. There's they a plaque. Only the winners get that plaque. Yeah. And she finishes building the plaque right then and there too. Like just slap this car on and there's your plaque. Yeah, they didn't make five different plaques nope. and hand out the one that was the winner. They like assembled it and uh, passed it out. There you yeah. go. Yeah. 
Man, you no. all broke the law repeatedly and <laughs> devastated a lot of your own personal relationships. Congratulations, you're the black. Good job. Yeah. Welcome to adulthood. Through your collegiate career uh, in Jeopardy, <laughs> by taking minors to breweries yep. and jumping into vats of beer. You all now deserve to go to jail. Guys, it is Many so times funny, over. though, when that guy jumps into a vat of beer and then pours out of it later. That part is funny. Really, really, really funny. There what are is parts that are really, really, really funny. Am I the only one that's going to bat for this movie? Am I the Here, only one okay, that's going to bat for this movie? I, I will. think it's okay. I would love that. I mean, I feel like I know them. I, have oh, two, I don't uh, know. I, don't know I, I, I have a lot of conviction, but I don't know how coherent it is. I like is. some parts. I, I liked Leon's introduction. That's one of my favorite character oh. introductions of all time because yeah. you see these people, these girls are roller skating and giving them these yeah. like invitations and then they oh, all go to the greatest song ever yeah. I know him as the game master but then they go so to his place and then this guy comes out this stringy nerd dude and and everybody Ugh. off camera just That's goes the problem. Leon and you're like Wait, what? Who's Leon? What? Yeah, what is happening? They say it like we're supposed to know who he is. Like, is, oh. is this a sequel to something? Yeah, I thought I was like, are these characters known totally. from like a Disney Channel original series? It was kind of like a, like a, like a, like a uh, what's what's the guy's name? A real genius who like lives in the basement. Is it Ollie Feld? The guy that John yeah, Grease plays? John Grease. I can't, yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah. Anyway, he's, yeah, he lives in the I don't closet know. Or Just something. like a really iconically. Anti-socially intelligent person, yeah. I guess. I sure, don't know. sure, 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 sure. Okay. <laughs> so was he paying those women, or was he just no, like charming no. them? And that's really unfortunate. Because, yeah, yeah, had... no, that's one of the things I noticed right off. Is I was like, these ladies are obviously way too cool and way too sexy, yeah. way too amazing to be hanging out with the game master. <laughs> I actually wrote, I wrote, who is the game master? And then I said, who cares? <laughs> I don't fucking care. I would have been one of the ones who, when he like circled around and he handed me a flyer for his game, I would have ripped it up in his face or the lady's face. I would have thrown it in front of them and then I never would have showed up for that thing later. I don't fucking care. You wear a shirt that says you're the game, like game master and his ladies wear game control. Game control. I want nothing to do with it. I, know, I wouldn't I know. step foot Inside that I game. know. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I forgot. And that so is the end. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's been the podcast, right, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, was, uh, we're done. <laughs> this was, that, was, that was fun. I guess I have some words for the game master. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I mean, I have more. Of <laughs> she has many more. Many more. I have two more pages. No, I love this. Jeez, no, man. This is wonderful. Wow. I mean, yeah. Can I can I say on Leon? Um, it's it is very far fetched that the two ladies would both be his his girlfriends. But oh, in their defense, <laughs> he is probably the only person, the only man in that town who isn't a flamboyant asshole. <laughs> like okay, everybody in town is an asshole. I Hold mean, on, you don't think Leon's a flamboyant asshole? Not well, not, in not in the, as much of an asshole as the other I, one. No, we don't see. Really, we don't see. It. He definitely is. Shitty. He is. Like okay. half the people in this town are like. There's literally. Like there was a like a chlorine leak in a plant oh, or something like that. What are the? It's nuts. What's the football team? One of the yes. names is like is like ribeye or <laughs> armpit. Armpit. Oh, I have their names. I have their names. Okay. How much do you armpit? Ribeye. Where did they come up with that? I don't know. That all of these like all these beefy Close. jock boys. Um, cruise around in a car that is is the meat wagon. That was a good joke where he's reading the, the notes from outside the car. Like yeah. he holds it outside the open window. He's too window. big oh, to, uh, to read it in front while yeah. he's driving. Here, that here are four of the, the meat the wagon. Jock names. Meat wagon. Uh, Lalek, Kudzel, Armpit, and Gerber. Oof. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, there's literally one that just went. (laughs) (laughs) And then one that drank a whole vat of Pabst and came out the bottom. Tina likes that one. I love that part. No, I think that's funny. I think it's like like, I remember we thought it was funny that that guy's like 30 and he's acting like he's in. He's absolutely 34 (laughs) at least. People just look older back then. That is true. Because you look, if you look at your parents' like uh, yearbooks, you're like, "Jeez, yeah. oh, where you guys were all? <laughs> how old are you?" Faster, they had to grow up faster. Yeah, I think they, so. had, mm-hmm. they, had, they all had old person haircuts. I think that has a lot to do. <laughs> it was right after the <laughs> Vietnam War. Well, I'm 18. And, uh, it's time to have an old make, lady's haircut. Make me look like I'm balding. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> Half the guys were balding. Everyone was chain smoking too. That was just. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the landlady's teeth in this movie? Oh, were... I think they were like, yeah. yeah but Tina oh. made a good call early on. She was like. But it was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> anybody that's not cookie cutter attractive is being made fun so of. SoCal. And yes. anyone that's not like yeah. SoCal uh-huh. high. So I feel like her poor or nerdy or old or Are you a couple yeah. pounds overweight? Let's laugh at your expense. Yeah, the, yeah. the overweight mm-hmm. people in this movie were like especially, I feel, oh, uh, it's no, very no, aggressively so, targeted. W- w- but... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, I can't oh. remember his name. I want to call him Hurley, but I know that's not Harold. 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 And it's like we're introduced oh. to him because he's at like one of those like old school like roller disco drive ins. Oh, that was so great. And he's like, he's got like a fistful of fries. Oh, great. He's like oh, shoving in you his guys, mouth. But right fantastic. before that, he knocks I the thing down and yeah. shoves the waitress and she goes away crying. That is hilarious. But it's like. He only eats in fistfuls. Yes. No, I just and I love it. I think that like what's happening in this movie is that like um you know obviously the actors are operating within like a really shitty um uh premise where like so many so many jokes are predicated on like making fun of their bodies or making fun of their gluttony. But um. But you liked it that the fat guy is also angry because there was (laughs) cheese on his burger. Like like uh, uh, pointed objects of this ridicule are the best fucking performers. I think that Stephen First is wonderful in this movie. He physical is performance. Physical performances. Physical performance. I think he is taking. Like, yeah, I think he is taking like a shitty script that like ridicules him and like like throttling up on it and doing a wonderful job. I think his physicality is is, is astonishing. And then the twin ladies, Peggy and Lulu, oh, the ones that <laughs> make sound like pigs. Can you, can can you guys, can you guys do dolphins. that sound? Do that. <laughs> She's basically saying that. <laughs> no, she's basically oh, no. saying, wait, I'm sorry, I didn't, I was just, no, I, I didn't even hear what you asked because I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, how, how do we put this? Okay, here's what Bettina's saying. <laughs> that they were, they took, they made lemonade out of the lemons that they were handed. I'm not saying the that, 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 that the movie treated them kindly at They're, all. Those are shitty roles sure. that are mm. judging physical appearance. They're like, you're quote unquote fat you need to this is performances funny. are really good but then they do something really funny. <laughs> they do something inside of the role to give them character i don't necessarily think that that's that they were able to succeed at that but i see and respect that bettina is saying that that is what happened thank you that's what i'm saying <laughs> that, that, they, that they were trying to give their roles more but that's hard that's a hard thing to do my but my problem it, with it was effort. that it was mostly just lazy joke writing yeah because yes. it was a well that they kept fat, going back to you eat fries yeah yeah. Like, yeah. We they done, just, we done they just eat a bunch. Yeah, that's no, it. that's not funny. And yet, Harold's not funny. had a pretty attractive girlfriend. What about yeah. Harold's poor girlfriend, though? Yeah. The movie ends with him punching her into a fountain and everybody laughing about it. Harold, you're dying! Harold, you're dying! 
that's how it ends. That's how the movie ends with everybody movie laughing at this awful man knocking his girlfriend, who's only been trying to be nice to this terrible yeah, person the whole to, like, movie. Keep him on his diet, and everybody goes, and that's it. <laughs> even David Naughton, who I think is actually the secret worst, because he's like the guy who's supposed to be the good guy, yeah. but he's. He's, he's like he's like a huge inside. piece of shit. No, totally. yeah. He's rude to his I, I friend. Mean, he's mean I'm to not that girl who stand up for anybody. In no, that he's movie. like Zach and Saved by the Bell. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Ding, totally. ding, ding. He's a brunette Zach. Guys, he's just yes. driven. He wants to get that plaque. Can we <laughs> talk about the best plaque. person in the movie though? I think this is the best person. I think Bettina might agree with me. Uh. We'll see. We might have a disagreement. Yeah. The the dad who is um, oh! at the observatory. Yes. What's the matter with you? My kid's studying Venus. It's for his term paper. Before I realized that it was his son looking at, like, spying on a lady who was in her bra and underwear, I was like, that's a good dad. Like, he's like, he's, he wants his kid to look at the, at the planets, which is why they're there in the observatory. And I was like, he's a good dad. He's dressing really smart in that polo shirt. And, and smoking so, a cigar. Uh, yes. And he, like, pushed those guys out of the way. And he's like, my son is trying to learn. And so I, I loved that character. I thought he was great. And, but... and while we're on that scene, can we discuss how long that lady takes to get undressed? Oh I have that same note. She's, she's, she's slowly getting undressed for a solid 15 minutes. Yeah, because it takes spot. forever for them to find the clue, move the telescope back, and then the meat machine guys look <laughs> at it. And he's still at getting undressed. Also, I don't yeah. think the telescope at the Griffith Observatory works that way. <laughs> well, like, I don't think anybody can just go up to it. And then point it at a lady's apartment. No, I don't know yeah. if it goes. I've been I there. I've been there. You can do that. Well, oh, really? Okay. 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 Well, never mind. Yeah. Has been. That's how the observatory gets its funding. You're all pretending you know exactly how long it takes for the lady to get undressed. Okay. None of you. Oh, none of oh, you know. Fifteen minutes too long. Oh, okay. When I would all the ladies at the Griffith Park Observatory, <laughs> ladies would take a good five minutes. Fifteen usually, minutes is pushing Usually it. when I watch yeah. women get undressed, it only takes a couple of seconds. You know, like, oh, I'm just I'm just usually when I put my telescope you know towards, what? that's what they're trying to say. <laughs> when I tilt my telescope towards a woman getting undressed, it only takes a couple of seconds. Yeah, because they see me and they're like, ugh. And then, <laughs> they, and with. then they redress. Yeah. <laughs> Th- yes. That brings me to an important point about this mm-hmm. movie. That's that's a, that's a problem for me. Not only is the Griffith Observatory open at nine o'clock and busy, but like later there's a mini golf with a full family of children mm-hmm. at two thirty in the morning. We learn, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it just seems like L. A. is the city that never, never sleeps. sleeps. In that's the movie. Yeah. L.A. is no, not nearly that not. cool. Oh, yeah, they go to, like, <laughs> what, the, the, some, like, like, piano museum? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's open yeah. after For dark. For some reason, the piano museum being open only to them at this hour was especially dubious. And then they who's fucking the destroy it, too. Yeah. They just they, fucking destroy everything they touch. They destroy I know, everything. just like the, just the like fucking... cast of Beverly Hills now, anyone who's yeah. in their orbit, just fucking, like, like fucking... obliterated. Just, like, That's gotta be the worst Assholes. shift at the piano museum. Like, you've got the graveyard. <laughs> Yard tonight. Yeah. Like, you got the graveyard tonight, and there's gonna be, and there's gonna be another one of those fucking all nighter things. So you know, just be prepared. You're getting you're getting time and a half today. We make most of our money here selling pianos at three o'clock in the morning. It's that late night drunk piano crowd. Uh, that scene that scene in the piano shop is actually probably my favorite scene in the whole movie, where that dumb guy starts playing chopsticks, oh, and then yeah. Yeah. Starts, yeah. and I was like, is this knows. movie being delightful all the time? He's kind of doing. He's like, and then like Stephen really- first threatens to like bash a chair over the. And you're like, well, that, that soured really quick. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the heart of what what is Harold's problem? Like, why is <laughs> wow. he so insufferable? <laughs> Wait, who, 
Wait, oh. wait, who's Harold? Who's the bad guy. The, okay, okay, the bad guy. Flower. Okay, we're gonna keep asking. I think Patina has a lot to say. Because about it seems him. like oh, he's he's that. rich. Yeah. You know, he's got no, like he's like a gluttonous, rich, like uh, he's uh, just a brat. Uh, brat person. It's interesting because yeah, um, obviously I think that like all of the teams are supposed to like represent some sort of like social. Mm corner uh, of uh, college life and the blue team I, is they're ill to find me yeah they're real they're real <laughs> they're jokes I wrote rich kids I wrote rich they're the like, rich kids right like, like it's blade no, because, no because his friends because his friends are like seem like they're like idiots like classic but, trailer trash idiots and then there's and then there's that guy who's like a Who's like Mexican or something that doesn't oh, ever say anything? Oh, Blade? Yeah. Oh, you mean Blade? Who just has a knife and he, you're like, yeah, why is this guy? Who are these? Oh, why are any of these people here? Yeah. Blade, okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, you're right. Yeah, I wrote it's, Blade. It's just yeah. a very weird. It's a very weird group of characters. It's super. It's just. Can yeah. I recite one quote that I thought yeah, was very telling about uh, about Her- Harold? Harry? Harold? Harold? Harold. Yeah, yeah. Harold's relationship with his father. I think this says it all. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, and sometimes this movie will veer into weird sincerity for seconds, like two, three, two, three seconds at a time, and he and he. He goes, Dad, I'm not Adam. Why don't you just look at me for what I am? And his dad looks at him, a fat guy, and goes, (laughs) (laughs) I think that says all that you need to know about that particular character. That is just horrifying. Like his dad has anything to judge. He's a jerk. (laughs) And bottom of a sweet van with a computer in it, though. I thought it was kind of funny because I was thinking the same thing because it's so horrifying <laughs> but also you know in this world yeah. of this movie his dad raised him and like did that to him all the time so that's awful mm-hmm. no wonder he's like he is yeah it explains his character Man. and also but then he, he, just, mock him. he takes it out on the maid and his girlfriend who like is like forcing him to be on a diet or something that's like one of that's like a plot thread where he keeps having to hide yeah. food in the van. One of my notes is literally just the no characters who are these people. Like I, I like no one <laughs> there's some people that are just like you know, textbook nerd. But, yeah. but aside from that, what is going on? And that's when I'm just like, Oh yeah, okay, I guess this was a Disney movie for children because yeah. But there's some yeah. movies that are for children that have really good character development. Well, so it's that's true. I read kind that cop out. Midnight oh. Madness. They oh, well, Disney yeah. did oh, produce boy. this, but they took their name off of it because oh. they wanted to draw in an older audience. Oh, that explains like between uh. the two large melons. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, which, oh, we got to no, address before that before we get into the boobs. We're getting into the we movie's treatment of women. No. Oh, the melon we'll cafe. That, yeah. But what about a place the where you can order melons? That was so weird. No, I, was I thinking, love it. I want it. it I want I, to go order be like two watermelons and yeah. one cantaloupe. Thank you, sir. I mean, I kind of <laughs> did too, but I thought it was very weird. I was like, I mean, does weird? this exist? Is this just Southern California? Like, <laughs> That's, no. All right, well. I'm not from California, so. Yeah. No, I love just like a tray. It just, that scene just opens with a tray full of melon. I was worried that that was going to throw off their like inventory order for that week. Because they're like, well, we had all these people come in on Saturday ordering melons. It's probably going to happen again. And then they just like overstock on melons. I think it's the Melon Cafe. Like I'm pretty I thought it was sure a burger just, place. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it was uh, it was Johnny's Fat Boy. Okay, burger. then I just wasn't paying attention That's, enough. Yes, and I actually, it is in fact Johnny's Fat at Boy. At one point, I actually tried to look up that doll because I want to buy it for my friend Bettina. Oh, and there's the part where the guy, where the the bad guy Harold stands is standing next to the yeah. The, Bob's big boy and well, then his the friends because yeah, <laughs> he the, looks because they're both big fat. boy like in those like checkered overalls and that's what the doll looks like but it they probably just I, I am get, just 
way sidebarring on this. Like, but <laughs> I want to find that little plush doll, basically, that made a little appearance in the movie, and I'd like to give it to my friend Bettina if you guys buy it at the Melon Cafe. Yeah, I think we'll buy it at the Melon Cafe, and then we'll give it to Bettina. Carson, she'd really appreciate it. Carson's obese male child. By the way, that clue was in the warehouse of the Pabst Brewery. Nowhere did the clue say go to the warehouse. It was like spray painted on the side of like power loaded on. How much power does Leon have? Is Leon in charge of everything in LA? Leon's a secret captain of industry. And, uh, everyone know. in his building hates him. They all come in at different times and tell him that he's evicted and tell him he needs to leave. So I don't think No, don't they think hang out any... with him. Well, then they like have to. Doesn't he make? No, them? they like. like no, has... they like it. His landlady I, yeah, hates I him. Paying attention. So, yeah, that's fair. I, the movie, I, the movie yeah, is like know. trying to force Tell me what you. What to... happened to Leo? How do you? How do you pay attention <laughs> real, to this? Real fast. So his apartment mates are drawn in by this game. Yeah. It does not seem that exciting to no, me. No, they just have like a poster on the wall, and they move like a car icon yeah. from one point on he the poster going, to another. He keeps going. They go, what's going on? He goes, let me explain. It's called the Great All Nighter. And then it cuts away. And it presumably off camera, you know, and then he's explained it to these people. And, and then they're drinking still- beer and hanging out. Leon, what is going on? Well, at this very moment, there are five teams. In their jammy jams. It was yeah. like no one changes. Though, so okay, that was about the height of entertainment. I have a production question, and Kevin might know the answer to this. I was in Scarecrow. Do you know the place? Anyone here know the place? I was in Scarecrow on Sunday, yesterday, and they were playing a movie, Scavenger Hunt, mm. and I never looked it up. What is the relation to this movie in Scavenger Hunt? I don't, I don't Hunt? know. I'm ah! sorry. Looked, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does anybody I know? I looked at the Wikipedia page okay. for Scavenger Hunt today, oh. and it's similar. When did it Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I will see you're similar and I will raise you how like what year? What year? Mm, 20th century. 3? So after, I think after they this. came out around the same time. Yeah. Well, it's like Armageddon these are, these and Deep Impact. Exactly. So there this, you go. This, this brings me interesting. to I love it. This brings me to an important point. I kind of like this subgenre of Com- ensemble comedy yes. which is like madcap Rat game race. live action game yes. show kind of thing mm-hmm. but there just aren't any good ones <laughs> I like I that like it's true. a mad 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 I actually mad, I mean that's the only yeah. one I like that's that the one. only I just one. watched that for the first time and I avoided it for years because of a long story about this shitty manager at a blockbuster video years ago who would play it all the time and he was a piece of crap so he'd play it and be like oh, fuck, the, fuck you that's the only we only anyway but uh, the point is that I watched it recently and I was like I was laughing out loud a lot, and I was like, yeah. "Weird." It's a good movie. I didn't think so I would, that would happen. I it's grew got, up with that. That was the humor yeah. that my grandparents loved, and I used to watch <clears throat> that movie when I was a little kid. I was just telling Bettina about it. Oh. So yeah, so stuff that is. But it's just—it's it's a, a subgenre. It's, yeah. it's a genre that it's no one's really been though. able to do. So those, those, like that movie and this movie felt the same way. Like by the end, you're just like, Jesus Christ, enough of this. But yeah. it's a—it's a mad, 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 mad world. Is that? <laughs> Five, right? Is that for the audience at home? She counted on her fingers. <laughs> you the gotta math. count them out. You can't just throw them out there. Is that that had so many actors? It was like Buster Keaton is in that I movie. I know, like it's, the three Stooges yes, show exactly, up for like one everything. shot. So you're gonna like throw at me this little scavenger hunt movie with like David Knott, who isn't even anybody yet. Like, yeah, it, it's just yeah. That's a genre when you have a ton of people behind it, and when you just have like one person running around. It's yeah. so you're a big fan of Rat Race, then. I never actually <laughs> saw Rat Race, but yes, that was the Cuba, 2000 Cuba version, Gooding right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was like 2000, 1999 or so. Yeah, it just seems Speed like Speed Zone is one of those. Yeah, Ooh. that went to my first date. 
to speed zone. <gasps> really? This was last year. Oh, spam! <laughs> Where was the comedy joke? He's a late bloomer. Zing (laughs) on you. No, but it was like third grade, and her name was Marcella Teeter. So hopefully she's listening to this. Teeters. Marcella Teeter. (laughs) Your first date was Marcella Teeter with a girl named Marcella Teeters. (laughs) No, were you in pornos? Yeah, third grade. Quite the stallion over there. Yeah, her mom was there too. Hot. Pretty cool. Oh shit. What was her mom's? What was her mom's name? I do know something teeter. Something I'm teeters. Mrs. Teeters. Mrs. Yeah. Teeters. <laughs> teeters. Mothers Azuka lock up your daughters. <laughs> so wait, when did wait, Sorry. what was the name of the movie and when did it come out again? I already forgot. Speed it. Zone, I was uh, in third grade, so sixty-eight. Uh, yeah, oh, another math man. joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh late eighties. There were a lot in the eighties. Like there were yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like the whole eighties. Third grade would have been like what, eighty seven? It, uh, I, think, I don't know. I think every Same generation has had 80s. their mad, 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 mad world. Who's in that, though? Is that like John Candy or somebody? Uh, the Smothers Brothers. Oh, never mind. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Charles and Edgar Smothers, oh, or whatever their names are. So it was are. like one of those, uh, who can we get? It, it, it's, it is everybody in it. Uh, Carl, Carl <laughs> Lewis. I just saw them the other day. Was, uh, Carl Lewis the makes a guest appearance. Wow. Not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should look it up, but it, it's, it's almost it's okay. forgotten. But this the is now. a genre. What's the genre called? Uh, it's, I think it's a subgenre of just ensemble around. comedy. I just call it like zany race comedies. Obnoxious race. car crash comedies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ensemble zany car crash race comedies. Yeah, sure. sure. so specific. It's been done so many times. Because sometimes oh, there are races. It's like Cannonball Run, Cannonball Run 2. Everybody forgot the treasure part. Trying to find a treasure. Yeah. That's the bottom part. That's the difference between those ones and this one, yeah. though. There's nothing. Oh. Nobody's after anything in this one. Do you think well, that like the, the treasure was inside them the whole yeah. time? And I that's don't. What the real I treasure don't. was knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. So nobody got the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I thought Leon was going to give him money or something, and he just goes, here's a buffet. Well, how'd you like my game? And no. They all, they all seem pretty happy about it, too. Nobody's like, hey, what? We just, <laughs> I mean, We're buf- all going to jail. A buffet after a grand all-nighter is, yeah. you know, something. I always like a buffet. There, after there, an all-nighter oh, wrong with yeah. that. there is yeah, a point when the yellow team is quitting like after michael j fox gets thrown out of the van when um our main character is like come on let's go back to my place and have some coffee and i'm like it's four in the morning <laughs> jesus Wait, we got to get ready for the deck for the next day you're clearly not going to the buffet to go to work anyway i don't know but uh i'd like to at this point bring up the two points that i laughed okay genuinely <laughs> Number one is after they all get the presents at, at Los Angeles International Airport and it cuts to the van and the girlfriend on the blue team is slowly opening the wrapping paper, doesn't want to rip it. Will you give me that? Growing up in a family <laughs> where, they, the where they slowly open the, the wrapping paper, I thought that was funny. Was that, it because they were fancy or because you guys were poor and you had to reuse the wrapping paper next The, the latter. The <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I also really liked... Uh, <laughs> it's funny that you were, were poor. Were you poor? Wait, were you poor? <laughs> it's an imagination, no, Chris. That seems on theme like, for this movie. We're all midnight like, spirit now. <laughs> uh, being poor when you grow up never leaves. <laughs> never leaves you. Okay. Uh, it's good. Uh, good times. It's on theme for this movie. I'm not the normal, so just you know, yeah, dig you in. Go. I, I also really laughed uh, when they're uh, in the express elevators and the guy's vacuuming and he, he sees just like an yes. elevator and goes, hi, and then they go yeah, back down. Yeah, 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 Good morning. 
Uh, were there were there any highlights for anybody else? Um, Bettina, you you've been you've been saying you like this movie. Let's hear it. Bettina. Oh no, it's okay. No, I I actually no, I feel weird because I don't I don't feel like it's really as dependable as all the Um, so I watched I think... it twice. Like I, I I was saying earlier, I watched it once, like in my apartment, and I was like, oh wowie wowie, what fun! It's like Bad News Bears, and I, I don't know. I just I I I love things from this era. Um, I love how they look. Um, I do not think their politics are defensible. <laughs> like what? The colors of this movie are awesome. Yeah. Like I mean, that really yeah. is what like, I I do like the scene when they are in LAX grabbing the presents from yeah. the lockers. Yeah. Because it's like they open the locker, grab a present, close it, and then the next one opens and it's a different person. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there's mo- and then there's a shot also when they're in the hotel and you see like one team running on one floor, then one team running the other way on another, and it's sort of like, that's actually kind of a cool shot. Yeah. It's near the end, so I understand if you checked out at that point. But, <laughs> no, um, I hear that. Okay, so um, uh, I feel like everybody in this room has heard me talk about how I get weird when things are more than 90 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, um, it's, it's not that I think that like movies shouldn't be longer than 90 minutes, but like uh, look upon mine own self. If you gotta earn it. Like, like more than ninety yeah. minutes. Like it, why is it more than that? Every minute past ninety minutes, you really have to like defend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, uh, and you know, I, I, I like a lot of movies that are longer than that. But I, I, I am. I, I just, I just want people to like, just kind of like, just, just, just ask themselves if that's necessary. And with midnight madness, they die. I don't know. But it is. He definitely even knows himself. It is one hour and 52 minutes. And easy to cut, too. You just take out one one leg. All those faces. Pluck one leg out of the game. You're good. I would cut a lot out of the beginning because it feels like it takes forever to get it going. There's no building of character. Yeah, yeah, everything from the beginning, I'm just like... Oh my goodness. It just establishes our main character as a jerk because he like pulls that guy away from his date, who is yeah. which he's excited about. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot, but I'm not sure we're emphasizing enough how mean spirited this movie is. At it time. is. Like, really, it's is. like its main for deal Disney, is yeah, being mean yeah. to people and for a Disney movie. Second PG rated Disney movie, by yeah. the way. Oh, right. I went What's, on Wikipedia. Oh, uh, yeah. which race? I can't remember what the first which one mountains? was. The Black no, Hole. Was that which mountain? Hole? The Black Hole. Black Hole. You're right. Yeah. Black Hole. Oh, the Black oh, Hole. Is it crazy? That's right. Speaking of movies that are too. Long. And there's like boobies in it and tons of butts. <laughs> yeah, just, no. it shouldn't. It's too. I hate that. Also, I'm really uncomfortable with that. Like, this is family friendly with stuff that's super. Yeah, the sexy. melon stuff. I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I wanted to. I, I wanted to get that. to that scene. We need to address the melon the movie scene. Where you feel like there's like children watching all these boobs and butts, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, well, and that goes hand in hand with the watch this. like. Stealing the car with the women in it scene, the yeah. basic the kidnapping they're just, scene. They're yeah. just giggling. Oh, yeah, I wrote, I, wrote, I wrote. He's lucky that they're just laughing. Yeah, like, oh, but yeah. he gets their number time. too. Yeah, like he all... carjacks them That's and he gets their number. It's all about confidence. Yeah, it's all about confidence. When it comes to women, there's nothing to it. You just be confident. But seeing that stuff does shed light onto what white cis straight men are dealing with i'm like oh that was your world like like you were just watching movies where women were just like i'm yours i love you i'm like okay i kind of understand where you're coming from you're completely wrong but i understand where you're coming from i I definitely noticed that like yeah the when when he 
carjacks those two women. Oh my god! And he and gets out, like, and they're giving them yeah her their that's numbers. I was not, like, whoa! Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> like that's the thing that needs to be under every movie yeah. that like is yeah. pre now and even now still add the message don't try the sick home kids like you just don't yeah don't try to pick up women don't steal their cars if she <laughs> yeah. really should go in that no, come on. yeah like steal their cars. Really he literally should. does grand theft auto and is rewarded with two hot girl numbers yeah <laughs> so that did you think i mean do you think that because it's like uh disney trying to do like a sort of family version of like Animal House, like the, everybody saw totally. how popular no, movies exactly like that were, that and they're like, exactly "Well, we can do it. that, but we can't. We can't have a bunch of nudity or swears, yeah. but like we can almost go there." And, and so it's even creepier, kind mm-hmm. of, than those movies <laughs> because because yeah. those ones are like, "This is an R-rated really? movie," so you kind of know what you're getting into when you watch like Porky's. You're yeah. like, well, "This yeah. is going to be gross and uh, full of." awful stuff but then you watch this one you're like well this is kind of yeah <laughs> gross the tame just version of it with the disney stamp kind of makes it more uncomfortable right like, i can mm-hmm. totally see that like you yes. couldn't put a bluto into a disney movie really yeah but it's like harold is like the next step down yeah it's like this is bluto before he got mm-hmm. to college yeah yeah no there's something <laughs> very uncomfortable about that definitely that's yeah. a huge part of it i actually found a lot of similar <laughs> i might be the first person to say this but uh, it, it actually reminded me a lot of St. Elmo's Fire, which I watched mm. uh, for the first time oh. like a few months ago. Oh, let's Because that why. movie is you guys, also like... We did, we talked that about movie's it. terrible. Well, it, it, you talked about it on conversation like, pieces. Travis brought a VHS of St. Elmo's Fire yeah. conversation yeah. pieces. Yeah. I watched it like just it's, for the first time like a year and a half ago. It's the worst people on the planet. Yeah, it, but it's, let's it's, it's a litany of terrible male behavior in the movie by the end is like, they're great. Right. They're all guys. They're pretty great. They're all either rewarded for it or at at the very least not punished. They well, what is terrible. it? Rob Lowe that like basically rapes someone, he, he and tries, then Demi Moore. tries to rape Demi yeah. Moore, and then at the end of the movie, he's the one who's like mansplaining <laughs> her yeah. depression to it's, her. It's oh my really god, Tina, aren't you so excited? It's this is really happening. Up. This day is happening. Men are talking about <laughs> the problems with Saint Elmo's fire. Like straight <laughs> white men are talking about the problems with Saint Elmo. It's happening. This also, I hate Andrew happening. McCarthy. I want yeah. that on the record. I hate Andrew McCarthy so much. I, I think I want to try and bring it back by saying faga beefy. Faga beefy? A faga beefy. Really a whole fag of Shut up! Was that in Midnight Madness? Mid- 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 it was! Yeah. When? It's when they're trying. It, 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 it's when the guys in the blue sweatshirts are trying to... They're trying to decode um, something. Decode a, uh, the notes from the piano yeah. store. Fag- they, oh, because um, it's in the notes. Thinking that like they are like actual music notes in the, the score like, that they yeah, find. The, the they notes think the that le- it is. Right. It's the letters yeah. spelling something, but it's actually the Paps Blue Ribbon. Fagabeefy. Fagabeefy. Uh, he goes, Fagabeefy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And he actually talks And like that's that. so <laughs> not an accident. None of that stuff's on accident. Oh, no. No, no, no. We Faga have, and beefy. But, you know, it's a, it's a delicious dish that uh, Matt has prepared for you. Some faga beefy. He is bringing it out in ice cream cones right now. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's sort of pasta, but not. It's hard to explain. It's great on a waffle cone. It's really good. Thanks, guys. I might have had it before. I don't want to rain on your parade. but Your ice cubes are just popping. They have something to say about everything. I know, these conversations, or these topics are just too hot for them. <laughs> he also put Rice Krispies in his gin and tonic. By the way, we've, we haven't discussed what everybody's drinking yet. Oh, yeah. oh. Everyone here, like, when when Ryan asked, like, prior what everyone should drink, everyone adhered to strict gender norms. <laughs> like, well. The ladies had rosé, the boys had beer, and then I just 
Sergio's gin and tonic because I have gin and I have tonic. <laughs> I mean, all alcohol it's is represented here. Yeah. yeah. Got it all I can't help it. I mean, this is good. I want to drink those beers. They make me bloated. Like, yeah. you know. I, and then more rosé. Like I'm going to have some rosé later. I mean, these boys have never had rosé. That's the problem. You've never had rosé? I've had rosé. <laughs> no, you haven't. Yeah. I only, I only make ice cubes out of rosé. I Time only have rosé ice cubes. Like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Oh, it was like a month so ago. Sure. Should we do a little gender role reversal here? Yeah, but Whoa. I don't. I know what a Heineken tastes like. I know what a Heineken tastes like. Well, that's, I'm already that's, out. That's oh, nothing. Oh, 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 Matt. Taste this. I kind I, of I have a full a other bottle of rosé, and I bought a 12 pack I'm, of Heineken. I, I mean, so. I know what rosé tastes like. It tastes like, like sour wine. Do you want? Your wine? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's got some earthy Travis undertones. Doesn't want, he doesn't want to get my cold. <laughs> I prefer 14 hands Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> It's mm. very good, or the or their their blended, uh, which is called hot to trot. Uh, hot it's very to it's trot. very affordable. It tastes as good as a twenty to thirty dollar bottle. Um, wait, wait a minute. Your shirt has has fourteen hands on it. That's oh no! <laughs> uh, drink fourteen hands. Come on. And Travis um. just jumped out the window. <laughs> He's dead. But it was it worth, was worth it. it. It was worth it. They sent me a check for fifty dollars. Um. Well, uh, oh my god do we have anything else to say about Midnight Madness other than at the end when Michael J. Fox hands the guy his retainer he fucking takes it yeah that's disgusting a lot of people have handled uh... that I audibly ewed at that point oh there's a, there's a there's a gag that is also in the Goonies that was in this movie that is like I've seen it I've probably seen a couple other movies too where the the nerd character who's with the the square uh hero team mm-hmm. with Michael J. Fox and stuff. What's his name? Fitch or something? Fitch. Fitch. Flinch. 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 He's Flinch. like, Flinch. He's like got an inhaler Flinch. and he's like using Flinch. it throughout the movie and yeah, then at yeah, some yeah. point he like he like looks at it and throws it out and the exact same thing happens in Goonies yes. and you're like you're like love people no, you people need those because need yeah because yeah, it's like a medical that. condition that is not a mental it's like, disorder it's like I have glasses because I can't see and if I just go like you know what I don't need these I'm like fucking blind I'm legally blind and I can't I'm, I shouldn't no, be out on the street that, that's a really it's, good point I did something really brave point. today so I don't need insulin anymore <laughs> fuck this <laughs> Jesus Christ it's about confidence yeah it's so you about just, confidence then you overcome asthma with confidence Go for the gusto. Okay, so maybe I, I'd be able to see better if I work up. That's a that's a really good point, Kevin. Okay, so something that I wrote down because I was just going through my notes, and um, well, David Naughton is equals hunk and a half, which I wrote, which is true, and I do want that to be the takeaway for anybody. And he fills out a sweatshirt really nice. Sure, those sweatshirts oh, fit yeah. really well. Unlike only him, like I feel like that mustard color, whatever that was, was just. His jeans fit his his tush. Can we say tush on the airway? Uh, you can on this podcast. Okay, yeah. so his tush, <laughs> but then they kind of let out around his thighs, and he just That's looked good. really nice. Um, but <laughs> the main thing that I want to say is because I really like to read like. So the more and more that I get into movies, I look up who the writers are because you can't really tell a movie who directed it. Sometimes that can just go out the window and whatever. But a really important thing is who wrote it, right? You guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but the writer of this wrote The Gate. That's right. Do you guys know that? The Gate? Oh. The Gate. Oh. And, oh. And, yeah. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. And, no, <laughs> it, it, it surprises me greatly because um, I love The Gate and I did not love this movie, but I see how, I do see like the teen kind of interaction, but I see how this movie was trying to have good writing and trying to have someone that was like leading with the writing. And then I think the antics kind of took over and, yeah. you know. But it's I could a, see how this could be a good script. Like, I see how the writer could be 
I think that there's yeah. a... The writer-director team also did a couple short films also based in youth culture beforehand that Roger Ebert praised highly. Well, really? What's and this? Which, what made him, which I can't remember the titles, but oh, it made geez. him very dismayed when this so movie came same. out. <laughs> he hated it. Really? Then, oh, he did more he research more than I did. Info. Okay. No, <laughs> he I did just, more than the zero research. I just recently am like yeah. very into, yeah, who's the writer? Because I feel like that kind of can tell you more about the film sometimes. Sure. <laughs> well, I do applaud the movie because in terms of scope, like, yeah, we were complaining that like two hours is a long movie, but and there, there was like something that you could trim out but really for like all the characters and like all the moving parts like we all knew really what was happening except what the stakes were at the time <laughs> that's true but like we, we knew no what stakes. each of the team was or each of the teams were and what they represented and what 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 kind of team they were like what sort of stereotypes it represented so i feel like there is something to applaud in terms of like the audacity of like the filmmakers being able to do such a big ensemble cast but still have it be like coherent and like totally. I think have that's it be fair. followable. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. movie does fall in that category of movies. Speaking of the length again, like uh, Howard the Duck, which oh is like, God. which is also Kevin like an hour. Talk about Howard. No, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about it. Just the length. It's like that movie's like an hour and fifty-four minutes long, and it has no business being that long. Yeah. It's like there's that's some how cool I felt. Stuff at the end of Howard the Duck, though. I'll and there's like, there's like, I'll, I would say there's a lot of cool stuff throughout the whole movie, but not an hour and fifty-four no. minutes of it. An hour and twenty minutes tops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Let's make a better Midnight Madness. Starring, oh. st- let's uh, starring who? Starring who? Oh, shit. Is Midnight it for Madness? teens? Is it still for teens? I think we can all agree we're keeping Stephen first in this baby, right? Yeah, Stephen first. He's the game master. He's the game master. Did he? As I thought he oh. died. He did. Yeah. Oh, 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 we're making it now. Rats. Well, yeah, we okay. Can, well, oh, we're like, is it, it a fantasy cast? Can we put yeah. dead people in it? I mean, yes. Oh, can then Stephen first? <laughs> I don't know any of the, I don't Stephen know any first teen died? actors, Jesus but maybe it's just like a bunch of older people that are acting like teens. Is Dave Naughton still alive? He is, right? Yeah. Sure. Put Dave Naughton in it. Okay. I mean, I just want to look at him. He's cute. I'm sure he's. So still it's there. a modern day remake with all the same actors. Yeah, just do that. Just do that. That's easy. Oh my God, we bring Leon back, and then that way, when they have the reveal that it's Leon, everyone go like Leon, and it would make sense. Yeah, uh, that actor died. Oh, damn oh. it! God damn it! Uh, Two thirds oh, of the shoot. cast is dead now. I, isn't, I looked them all up. Isn't Ready Player One just basically a modern remake of this Oof. movie? I don't know. Is it? I won't is, is that the it's modern? A, it's a lot oh, longer. I don't, I don't, I don't see crap. Yes, movies. I wanted to bring that up because yeah, Ready Player One has like the whole thing of like if you find this clue, stuff, then you yeah. get this clue. I watched yeah. it mere hours before I watched The Midnight Madness too. Oh, so. You watched a bunch so of movies. Yesterday was kind of a horrible day. Just tear it. Did you just ask for redo? Redo on your day. I'm like God. I'm gonna die at some point. What am I doing with my life? It's ridiculous. Wow, how many? Is that like the Every first minute that's the first we have time on Earth is a precious gift? And I watched Ready no, Player One is, and Midnight Madness in one day. What choices are you making? I know. Yeah. I wasn't gonna do anything anyways. <laughs> well, then that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. But that's I was fine. surprised at how, how like when I, I finished up Ready Player One and I got home and I was like, here we go again. Wow, <laughs> I did not know. Yeah, it is, it is oh. like teams of people, you know, all fighting each other to get to the. Clues. Oh, in Ready Player One, you win. They win something. So like it's there's stakes. Oh, I read the book. I don't fuck that movie. No, I mean if you read the book and you hated it, don't go watch the movie. I did. Because the movie. Because the movie. I did read the book and I hated it. (laughs) I did read it too. Did you read it? Did you hate it? Or did you go see it? I I liked reading it. I don't imagine a movie version would be very good though. I hated the book, so it's like I don't know why I would go see this as a movie. It's not good. Cool. That's what it's I thought. Like, I mean, to- it's, to- it's just totally not good. Yeah. Cool. All right. I Great. think we've got this That's movie's number. That's already like how I felt about it. Yeah. I love it. 
This was let's close the book on. Let's close the book on Ready Player One. Ready Player One just added into your story. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much. I don't really feel like talking about Ready Player One, and I feel like I could talk about Midnight Madness for hours. There you go. Oh my god. So let's put it that way. You got like 20 more of these, right? Wait, wait. So wait. Let's not, by the way, talk about Midnight Madness for hours. Let's, you know. Speaking of that, you brought up the melon scene. You really wanted to talk about it a couple times. Okay. What are your feelings on the melon scene? We never really have gotten into it. You wanted to talk. You really wanted to talk about the melon scene, Travis. Travis has been sitting over there, arms scene. crossed, silent. We're gonna want to we end up with this. the melon Let scene. Let me tell you, we're gonna finish strong. Uh, no, it was just like I kind of like felt like I knew what the what the movie was at this point. Like I, it, it comes about an hour and ten minutes into the movie, something like that. Yeah, it's a and while. I was like, I know what this movie is. And so they get to the restaurant and they're like, it's between two melons. And before you see anything, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like I actually said, yeah, that's loud. what I said too. Out loud, I just went, oh no. And I was by myself, of course. <laughs> and uh, and sure enough, it's it's like a necklace between two ladies' boobs. And then you're like. This can't get much worse. It gets so much worse. <laughs> like, they ruin this woman's life. They're, As like, it, smashing stuff yeah, to get her just, attention. She's just left behind. Yeah. How it ends is she's just left behind to in all of the debris. Yes. All yes. they do. And all she's, they like, do. on her back. Yeah. It's one Making group after what, another. Making, like, $6 an hour or, like, $4 yeah. an hour at that time. And she's just on her back. Just All these kids are just, like, trampling her. No, it was. it's a terrible It's a scene. nightmare. It's, I mean, that's the she's the heart of this movie, really. She actually. really she is. is. No, the yeah. fact that she call. is getting trampled by these uh, selfish people just trying to win what? Nothing. Status? Nothing. That's the thing we don't God damn it. Yeah. yeah. But, you I, know, I feel like that scene kind of sums up the whole movie. Like, I think that's oh, an encapsulation yeah, of the call. tone of the whole tone of the movie. Yeah, yeah. just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that everything's fucked and this person's <laughs> life is ruined? PG. <laughs> And he's and he's leaving the he's leaving the apartment and he's driving away and then he just took off in a plane. It's the Simpsons gag. We hear his feet pattering down and the door shutting and then. So he's brought out a crossbow. So he's gonna shoot an arrow. It's really big. He's making he's making himself pick a number between one and eight, balancing an apple on Kevin's head. So, uh, the first time. Don't wiggle. <laughs> Kevin and Bettina ha- have both been on the podcast before. So, uh, oh, th- they, they will remember that at the end of the podcast, <laughs> we reveal the next movie that we're going to talk about. Oh. And in this really instance, uh, because, oh, we didn't even mention this earlier. This is actually going to be episode 69. Oh, jeez. Oh, Congratulations. <laughs> and on every 10th episode, we do a double feature. We're focusing on a specific director for this episode. We had a lot of trouble deciding what movies we wanted to do of his. Uh, The director we've chosen is Greg Araki. And we decided to let you guys choose with our Wheel of Araki! I've never seen any Greg Araki movies. I've only seen one. I have either. I've only seen Kaboom. That's fine. You just have to spin the wheel. Oh, we just spin it? Only and spin it. Emily, Emily, you spin it. And then whatever you get is what we will watch. Who's going to go first? It's got Juno Temple in it. Okay. Are you ready? Are you going to spin it? Yeah. Go. Look at the crowd. 
That wheel is I love great, this by the way. This Have you guys a... described this wheel? Nowhere. Oh, nowhere is our. Put this. Yeah. Make sure and put a picture of this up on the web. This is this yeah. wheel really is great. Cool wheel. Yeah. This is Very all cool. Ryan's craftsmanship it's here. Cardboard is my do true I, do medium. I, do we do or is it? Who, do, who's spinning it? I don't want to. Oh, it's our. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Travis, you go. You, you're a na- Travis, you. But you are very enamored by the wheel, so I think that you with the wheel, so you should give it. Do it. Feel free to give it. Yeah, give it a give shot. Give it a real good guess. Let me give it a nice. Spin again. Oh, you land on spin again. Here we go. Here we go. Spin again. Nice little this could go on all night. What? This is a milk yeah. yeah. This is a good wheel. Spin again, yeah. Oh! <laughs> Spinning, okay, no, I'm not feeling very comforted. I'm feeling very comforted. Attention, attention. What could it be? The, the living, living end. Living end. Those are the two Gregor Eckman films that I have not seen. That's, are you serious? Yeah. That's perfect. Well, then wow. There you go. That really worked good out. Spins, guys. I'm gonna. Can I? I, I feel like okay. Yeah, no, go ahead. I, more, you go first. More. I, I don't want to. Like, Feels good. No, yeah, I just, sound. I'm gonna, I wanna do a, like, yeah, it's very soothing. It's actually the Lazy Susan from my spice cabinet that I put some cardboard on. This is a, the slow a... Uh, transition into turning this podcast into a game show. So. Yeah, they're all gonna be game shows at the end. very distracted by just the spinning, clearly. So. Next up is gonna be a Plinko style <laughs> drop the, I love Plinko! Drop Please have me back sooner that for that. I want to be on the first episode of the Plinko. Oh, thing. that's cardboard. Is it still a movie podcast, or is it just a Plinko podcast? Mm. We, we play Plinko, and we can just talk movies TBD. if we want. TBD. Just shoot the shit about movies? <laughs> All right, then. Does it, cool. Does it mean that it's the end? So next week we have... Uh, Nowhere know. and The, the living, living End. The Living End. Okay. Two very gay, Gregoracki movies. Um, do we want our guests to plug their junk, and then... Yeah, we'll tell, us, tell us about your stuff. Our podcast is called the Conversation Pieces Podcast. Uh, it's a podcast where you have to bring something to the table. That's nice. a real catchphrase. That's our catchphrase. And One we have them. two other catchphrases that you can be privy to if you listen to this podcast. Um, is, yeah. Is it how you talk about how Kevin's nubile and supple and I do sexually harass <laughs> no, that, Kevin? That's not that's episode. not one of the catchphrases, oh. but that does happen also. <laughs> that's a recurring segment. Let's call it that. Uh, yeah, but we've we have we've had all kinds of cool people on, and uh, Bettina was on. something. Bettina was one of the best on. ones. She that's read one some of our, stories. One of our most popular I, episodes. Bettina's gotten a lot of mileage out of hers because she was able to identify Vanessa Williams. That's yes. true. You guys. We Talk about it all the time. Up frequently in subsequent episodes. Because we couldn't remember who sang the song. Save the best for our other, our other, our other catchphrases. Save the guest for last, and so we were like, Sometimes save the best. Sometimes the snow for comes down in June. I don't Sometimes the sun goes around the moon. It does no, it not. doesn't. It, it does. Not. But thank, thanks to Bettina, now we have a picture of. The conversation pieces, patron saint Vanessa Williams on the wall. Yeah. Travis's crush. That, that also recorded. is one of my favorite episodes. So yeah, <laughs> gotta say, the Patina episode is great. Honestly, like if you want to listen to it, start with the Patina episode. Yeah, that's it's, what I would tell people. Why like, would you go? It's, it's so, so good. good. I'm not even kidding. Why would you? Yeah. Really I still. I still sometimes think about portal time, portal time, and chuckle to myself. <laughs> so yeah, find, uh, find us on the website and the iTunes and stuff and give us five stars, right? Uh, yeah. Other than that, Weird and Awesome with Evan Montgomery for Sunday of every month. Yeah. Excellent. And I do the Seattle Press as a Brett Hamill, sorry. <laughs> I have stuff too. And you're a shelf for 14 hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Bettina and Emily, do you want to talk about Toxic Shock, please? Sure, let's do it. All right. I mean, we we have a show in September. We don't have the dates yet. We don't have the dates yet. We're going to do it. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. <laughs> Follow us on the internet. We have a lot of things off for the world. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, I think, are we on Are we on Toxic Shock on Facebook? We're on, we're toxic, we're on toxic Shock on Facebook, and we are on Toxic Shock on Instagram. And like, is this how it works? I don't know, but um, if you like something, you follow it, you fill it out, you you know, you figure it out. We're fine. <laughs> you know how the internet works. You know how it works. You got it. I don't have to tell you about how the internet works. It <laughs> works. Um, <laughs> Ride the wind. And then for us, yeah, uh, go to our website, xratedmovies.com. Follow us on Twitter at xratedmovies. Send us an email, x.rated.movies at gmail.com. And uh, we have a Facebook thing, which is Rated X Movies, because Facebook's weird about the word X. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, be here next time for uh, Greg Araki Double Feature. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank Super fun. This was a lot of fun. Woo! You guys are so fun. cool.